0: I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the podcast, and I hope your day is treating you well. Today, I am answering a question called into the Enneagram and Coffee line. That's 828 338 9127 if you have Enneagram questions. This one is on how to tell if you are a type four or a six, and we'll go a bit into mistyping in general here as well. But first, today's Rosebud and Thorn. My rose today is that as you are listening to this, I'm on a solo vacation, not too far away from town, but I am just hanging out at a nice hotel, enjoying some coffee, reading my books, and pretending as if I don't have any responsibilities for the next couple of days. And I'm very excited about it. My thorn is that as I'm writing this, I'm drinking bad coffee. Like, pretty bad coffee. I don't love bad coffee. Um, You know, you want every coffee to be a good one, and sometimes they just aren't. And that's my thorn. My bud is that I have therapy this afternoon. I am obsessed with therapy. And you'll hear more about that in a little bit when we get into today's sponsor, but I am so excited. It's just like something I look forward to every single week, just having that space and that container that's for me, where I get to run through everything that I'm thinking, when I'm processing, and I am so looking forward to it. All right, now let's hear from today's caller.
1: Hi, my name is Brooke Stanberry and I have a question I have been researching for a while between I can't tell if I'm a type 4 or a type 6 and I know you've addressed that mistype on the show before but I wondered if you could um, help me out because I feel I still can't tell to be honest and I i am wondering if some trauma in my life might have made me seem like one or the other, maybe like more like a type six because of trauma or something like that. And because um, I had a close, close family member that I really relied on that um, ended up like rejecting our family and things like that. So I wondered if you have any, any advice. Um, how trauma can change maybe your type or what that can look like. Um, and um, I just look forward to hearing. Thank you. Uh, my number is 717 331 9848. Thanks so much.
0: Bye. Thank you so much for calling in. So, as you mentioned in your call, we do have an episode specifically on mistyping types four and six that I think covers it pretty well, But um, and you even get to hear from a type four and a type six kind of talking about the way they think and the way they process. So if you are someone who is in a similar boat, you might want to go check out that episode because it could be very beneficial. However, I do want to go a little bit more in detail about these two types Um, kind of building onto that episode and just mistyping in general with the Enneagram. So the first thing to think about with types four and six, if you're someone, if you're of the belief that different types are introverted or extroverted, then this could come into play. So in general, type fours are a type that we consider to be introverted, deeply introverted. Type sixes are considered to be a true ambivert, meaning they are both introverted and extroverted. I'm not personally of the belief that you can really pin pin down a type based off of if they're introverted or extroverted, but it is something to consider. Sixes tend to be more social than fours in general, Um, which brings us to point two, which is that sixes in general have more ease with other people. They tend to feel like they belong. They tend to be Um, quick to make friends, easy to get along with. They tend to know how to socialize and to form a community. That's not a big struggle in their life. Whereas fours, one of their major pain points is difficulty in relationships, kind of a push-pull in relationships, feeling like they don't belong, feeling like they don't fit in, feeling like the black sheep. And so um, in general, sixes tend to have a lot of comfort relationally, whereas fours tend to have relationships tend to be a pain point for them. Another thing to consider with four and six is that sixes are more likely to mistype as fours than the other way around. So it's much more common for a type six to maybe think about some of the stereotypes of four, like, oh, I'm artistic, so I must be a four, or I am emotional, so I must be a four. Kind of more of those surface level behaviors and thinking that you can't be a six and be artistic, that can cause a mistype. Whereas fours tend to, when you read the description of a four, um, feel pretty at home in that and know that that's where they they fit. Um, Not saying that four can't mistype as a six, but it's just much less common. Now, a real quick pause to hear from today's sponsor. This show is brought to you by our new sponsor, BetterHelp Online Therapy. You know, as I said in the beginning of this episode, I'm obsessed with therapy. I think it's one of the greatest things in my life. It's something that I look forward to every single week. We all need a place that is ours to be heard, to be seen, to be supported. And oftentimes, I think there's a misunderstanding of what therapy is. And the truth is, it can be whatever you want and need it to be. It really doesn't have to be just sitting around talking about your feelings, although that is something that I really appreciate. For you, it could be the opposite. You know, it could be something completely different. You could do um, EMDR. You could go through the process. You know, there's a lot of options here, especially with online therapy. It's up to you. So again, we've talked about this before, but there have been times where for me, I I had therapists on BetterHelp where I felt like, let's just voice talk back and forth. Um, Do you like voice memos or let's text back and forth? And right now I really need that like one-on-one, one one hour a week, you and me, face-to-face time and container for me to just kind of process and think. And there's space for all of that, especially on BetterHelp. The other amazing thing about online therapy is that you can do it from wherever you are. I mean, you don't have to cancel and reschedule appointments. You can do it wherever you are if you're someone who traditionally travels a lot like I do or maybe you're not quite comfortable going to see someone face-to-face yet um, after the pandemic or during the pandemic. If you are also someone who maybe is a little bit, needs a little bit of distance between you and someone else, the online therapy can create a safer feeling place if that intensity isn't comfortable for you. And the reality is therapy is something that we all deserve and we all need. There's no shame in it. It should just be like, to me, it's just like maintenance, like getting your teeth cleaned. It's just part of being a person. And then BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if that's not comfortable for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. You can join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Enneagram and & Coffee listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash egram. That's betterhel dot com egram. Thank you so much, BetterHelp, for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, so now that we've talked a little bit about four and six specifically, let's get into mistyping in general, because I really do think I covered four and six and the differences and the similarities in that four and six mistyping episode, as well as I'm going to be able to do on a podcast, but there's th- some things that are general around mistyping that get, get, get us caught up that I think are relevant here. So the first thing is that stereotypes are one of the first things that get us caught up. If we think all type 4s are artistic, all type 6s deal with anxiety, all type 7s love to party, you know, if we have these kind of surface level understanding of the types, that's where a lot of mistyping occurs because we think, "Oh, I I'm a type 7, but I don't really love glitter and to party, maybe I'm not really a type 7." And So when it comes to four and six, the the big surface level things that occur are fours are depressed. Um, You know, when we simplify them, we say like fours are depressed, fours are artistic, fours are dramatic. But the big difference here is that it's actually much deeper than that. So maybe fours tend to be artistic, but every four doesn't have to be artistic. Um, The other piece is that fours... Most fours that I've spoken to wouldn't say that they're sad. They would say that they honor the truth of how they're feeling, meaning that they have comfort with the wide range of their emotions. The other thing to consider is that type fours all have a relationship to suffering depending on their subtype. So our self-preservation fours want to prove that they're long-suffering, saying like, I can handle a ton of suffering. Look at how much I can endure. Then our social type fours, they, their relationship to suffering is like su- suffering fears comfortable and cozy. And they're the ones who are more likely to kind of indulge that melancholy to put themselves in the position to um, intentionally kind of nurture their pain so that they can feel comforted by it. Like it's a warm, cozy blanket to be sad. And then we have our sexual or one-to-one fours, and they take that sad, that suffering and they want to put it onto others, meaning I have suffered and you should suffer too, or you caused me to suffer and therefore I want to cause you to suffer. It's kind of like a more vindictive um, turn around of that energy. The other thing here um, is, so when we get, that's our kind of our type four, then we get into type six, the stereotype here is the anxiety piece of like, oh, sixes are just like scared. And yeah, there is one type of six that would identify as phobic and would identify as being like very comfortable and aware of their fear. But a lot of times our sixes don't even think of themselves as being afraid and don't even think of it as fear necessarily. And so a lot of times it just feels like being prepared. Uh, I've had a six say to me, it's just guaranteeing a positive outcome. And so if we're looking for that surface level, kind of stereotypical view of it, it's we're likely to miss the depth of the six and therefore miss ourselves or kind of over identify in one way or the other in one type or another that maybe isn't really us, but we're identifying with the stereotype and not the depth. So when it comes to that, again, we revisit the descriptions. Enneagraminstitute.com is a great one. You can do my type breakdown episodes. And really think about which one do I feel the most known by. The second thing to think about when it comes to mistyping in general is focusing again on those motivations and basic fears. So we can, all of the behavioral stuff, doesn't really matter. We can do any behavior. It's why we're doing the behavior that matters. So let's come up with an example. Let's say a behavior being, I canceled a vacation. I don't know why. This is what came to me. I canceled a vacation. The Let's look at the different motivations of why this could occur. So for type four, maybe they canceled a, motivation, a vacation because they felt like they weren't going to be able to, to do what they needed to do to get it done. Type fours are action repressed. So they can struggle sometimes having an ideal vision for what they want to do. But the action to get there can be a real struggle. So maybe they had the vision, I want to take this grand vacation. I planned well above their means. They planned a vacation in like an ideal time. They had like this grand, perfect vacation vision. They can't get the perfect vacation. And so therefore, they don't vacation at all. Whereas the type 6, maybe they cancel a vacation because they're starting to be concerned that they're going to let people in their lives down. They start to be concerned that they are going to accidentally bleed into their savings even though they're maybe way under budget. They start to worry about being too frivolous with their money and their security because the motivation here for type 4 is to find their significance to express their identity. And so this vacation is going to need to be significant and it's going to need to be a representation of who they are at this moment. Whereas a six, their focus is on safety and security and being supported. And so they're going to make sure that they um, are protecting their safety, protecting their security. And so that informs all of their decisions. So those are kind of, that's just, that's is a off the cuff of my, that's just kind of like off the cuff example, but that might be a good way to think about it or to process this as well. Another thing is to pay attention to your ego in it. When we read our types, sometimes we don't like what we hear and that can lead us to looking for a reason why that's not our type. So sometimes mistyping happens because we really don't wanna be the type we are because it makes us feel uncomfortable or it makes us feel like we have to work on things that we don't actually wanna work on or it makes us feel like we're like the bad type or there's something wrong with us. When in reality, we all feel that way about our type and not about the others. Like for example, um, I've had a lot of twos in my life who wish they were sevens. And as a seven, I'm like, I wish that two was the problem that I had. Like I'm too selfless, (laughs) you know? Um, And so it's easy to look at each of those types and think, Oh, that's the better number. If I were that number, it would be I would be a better person because we're not having to deal with our deep, dark mess, <laughs> and it doesn't hit that vulnerable part of us that feels like unsafe. You know, we our enneagram type we build as a defense mechanism. It's our way of protecting ourselves from the world, and when that's the case, well, you're asking me to de- undefend myself. And that doesn't feel super easy, super comfortable. Uh, I don't always feel very open to that as an idea. And so that's something to consider is, is this touching something in me that makes me uncomfortable and therefore I would like to just look elsewhere and and pretend like this isn't happening and hopefully just be any other type than the one that I am because I don't like to hear it. So that's another way that we can mistype is just feeling like I don't like what you're saying to me, so I'm going to look elsewhere. Another reason that we can mistype is again, focusing on those behaviors and the stereotypes instead of the motivation. So we can, again, we can do any behavior, but it's why we're doing it that matters. The next reason that you could be mistyping or not having a hard time typing is could you possibly be a counter type? I have subtype episodes for every single Enneagram type, so that might be worth exploring type four and type six for the specific caller. But in general, there's one Enneagram type on the in the subtypes that is opposite in behavior than motivation, meaning you maybe your behavior looks a lot like another number, but you're still motivated by the drivers of the number that you are. So this is where a lot of times it can take us a long time to type because countertypes traditionally do take longer because they are seeing themselves as both types. As a social seven in my life, I've had to do the type work of type one and the work of type two along with my seven work. But at the end of the day, type seven is 100% my motivator. Like, at the, like, hands down, even reading reading the description of type seven still hits me in my gut, makes me uncomfortable. But the behavior of type one and type two are really prevalent in my life, meaning I I could easily make a case for me to be a type one or a type two, but when I get into the, the, the descriptions, when I get into the basic fears, the basic motivations, it's not it. That's just not it. There's no like deep connection to those things. I could take it or leave it. Seven, it's, that impacts every single thing that I do. I'm in a constant relationship to the work related to type seven. So um, you might want to explore the subtype episodes to see if that helps as well. The next thing is to, if you are older, past your 20s, uh, you may want to look back to kind of early 20s before you started your personal growth journey. The healthier we are mentally, the harder it is for us to type because as we learn and grow, even if we're not using the Enneagram, as a person, our Enneagram type isn't as prevalent, right? When we're in our healthiest levels of our Enneagram type, it's about not looking like our Enneagram type. So that being said, if we've done a lot of personal growth work, we've been on this journey for a while, we may not be an obvious type structure, like we might not be quite as obvious what our type is. So with that being said, think back to kind of early on in your growth journey and think, what were my earliest problems? Where have I struggled consistency, consistently in my life? What have I had to work through over the course of my life? And what was I like kind of in my untethered, not really paying attention to my behavior kind of state? And that's going to give you more information than maybe where you are right now. And finally, you might want to look at the average to low levels of health here and be really honest with yourself. So What I mean by this is if you can only really identify with the higher levels of health for each the numbers that you're choosing between then you're probably not in the right place so for example if I look at the higher levels of health for like type one and type two and type four I'm like I could be these (laughs) but if I look at the lower levels of health the reality is that the struggles there are just not my struggles they don't make me uncomfortable. I, I can look at it and be like, Ooh, I, if I, let's say four, if I were to look at the the levels of health for type four, I could be like, Ooh, I'm a really healthy type four. <laughs> and I've never in my life ever exhibited the unhealthy behaviors of type four, or, you know, it's not a common struggle. Now, with that being said, I'm probably not a type four. If I can only relate to like these higher level behaviors, it's probably because that's not my work to do in the world. That's not kind of my personal struggle. But then if I look at type seven and I look at the lower level behaviors and the higher level behaviors, I can relate to a wide range of those to the point where I'm like, dang, y'all know too much about me. And that's how it should feel. That's kind of how we should relate. But again, if we're relating only to the higher levels behavior, that's probably an indicator that we really just want to identify with the thing that makes us feel good and not really get into the, the dirtier, darker, more effective work of Enneagram work. So that is my invitation for you today. Just kind of explore those things. Let me know if you have further questions. If you are listening and you have Enneagram questions that you want to call in, you can do that at 828-338-9127. Thank you all for joining me for today's episode, and I will see you tomorrow for the next one.